Ladies and gentlemen, we did it. Episode 10. We made it. We made it to 10 episodes. It's not that big of a milestone, and I'm probably making a way bigger deal out of out of it than what it really is. But in in this day and age, to to breathe the wrong way, you get canceled. Let alone make 10 episodes on a podcast of stuff that's not particularly popular. So I'm uh, I'm pretty proud of that. I feel as though now it's smooth sailing and. And I'm very happy about that. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Think For Yourself, the number one podcast in my mind, hopefully in yours as well. And like I said, we've done it. We made it to 10 episodes and it it, it feels like 100, but it feels like one. I feel like I've been doing this for many, many years now, even though it's only been two months. So hopefully that's an indication that I'm having fun with it, that, uh, that we're having a good time. But regardless, we're here. We've made it. And uh, you guys have already known this. I've said it in previous episodes where this could have easily been like episode 100 or plus. And it's simply not just because of how long it took to get this thing going and not because of any real technical difficulties. We had some at the start of it, but it was really just um, either not knowing what to say or how to say it or just being, I guess, nervous about what it is that I wanted to say and just deciding to put it off for as long as possible until I finally just said, F it, I'm going to just go ahead and do it. And it's probably one of the worst decisions that I've ever made because we could have been so much farther along. But as long as we started it, that's really all I care about at this point because there is so much going on in the world. And if you have an idea about it or you want to talk about it, it's really important to to, to try to get it out there to some degree, uh, it's, especially if it's unpopular. Yeah, people probably won't be too happy about it. And I don't even think the stuff that I've said, at least thus far, has been like real controversial or or too out of the box. But generally, it's not among the most popular of takes for certain topics, particularly because I'm black. And as a black person, you're usually supposed to think this way about various issues. And if you step out of that by by an inch, well, then usually all hell breaks loose. Um, now it's early on, so whenever I joke about not being canceled, it really is just a joke. It's it's more probable further down the line. Hopefully that doesn't happen, but um, but it's still a possibility nonetheless, simply because of what it is that I look like. My mindset is supposed to be a certain way. And I'm not saying that it's not in some respects, but in others, I tend to step out of the box just because I think that it's imperative to look at situations from all of his angles instead of just one based on the, the the group of people that I come from or the faction that I'm a part of and uh, subscribe to that mentality because that's the norm, if that makes any sense. And politics wasn't always something that I was like even interested in getting into. It's still probably the, uh, the, the worst job to have is is to go into politics to be a politician. I don't even like the word politician. I, I'm you are you guys already know. I'm not a fan of 
the government of politicians. I don't like the word. It's just a bunch of um, bunch of shadiness, for lack of a better term, within that whole uh, within that whole field. But I guess whenever you look at it and and you just get fed up with it for so long that you kind of feel inclined to to do something regardless of how big or small the effort is, whether it's actually doing something or just talking about it or a combination of, of the two, you, you just kind of feel inclined after a certain amount of time. And I think that's the point that I got to. And it's something that I really wanted to touch on early on before this started to uh, take off in, in, in the sense that we're, you know, making hundreds of episodes and whatnot. And I, I guess that's that that's really what I wanted to focus on today was just the 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 start, the initiation into this whole field, if you will. And I'm only twenty, so it's not like I have a, a job as like a senator or a representative or, or, or anything like that. Um but it is something that I, I I guess I, I'm looking to do. It, like I said, it's crazy because it's probably the worst job in the world. But necessary, I think that that's more of where it comes from. It's just that someone needs to do it. And ideally, if you want something done right, you would do it yourself. Not to kind of sound like full of myself or or that, like I have an ego or something like that. But I think usually people think that way in, in, in certain respects, especially people who take charge and, and whatever it is that they do. It's like if you want to do something right or you believe that in your mind, this is the right way to do it, you go for it. And like I said, it's never always been that way. I've never been really interested in this space and purposely tried to stay away from it because of how polarizing it can be and how you know it separates people and and really just divides people. Like I've lost friends because of politics, which is the craziest thing in the world because we live in such a sensitive time period where we can't talk about things, we can't disagree about things and still be cordial with each other. It's you have to agree with what I say or else we can't be friends or we can't be colleagues or or we can't talk to each other. We can't do anything. And that's what it's really boiled down to where people only respect your opinion or respect your point of view whenever it is in line with theirs. And theirs is an original. It comes from something that they've been programmed into thinking or believing. That's that's general. That's typical. And there are very few people within certain either uh, race groups or religious groups or political organizations who break from the the mold despite any repercussions in order to show people a different side. And I don't know what it is that you would necessarily call that, but for, I don't know, the, the, the duration of this country's existence, it had all it, it has always been these people were over here and then these people were over here and then very rarely does someone emerge from that and 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 try to show people a different way or just try to live a different way for themselves and like i said it's evident that doing that is unpopular now why it's unpopular it's like i said is because people want others to agree with them to believe what it is that they believe 
and they feel as though that's the only way that they can have a relationship with that person of any kind. Now, I think that's BS. You know, you can be cordial, you can be, um, you, you, you can be friendly, you can uh, be civil with people who don't agree with you, people who don't look like you, all this stuff like that. We all want equality, we all want it to be treated equal, yet we pick and choose whenever it's, uh, whenever it's right for us or whenever it feels good for us or whenever it's convenient for us to to not be cool with somebody or to not be civil with somebody because they believe in this or agree with this or don't agree, agree with that. And this, this is one of the big reasons why I hate politics is because for a lot of these issues, th- there's so much more that goes into it. But for most of them, it's mainly based on the popularity contest, like for candidates, for issues, for, for, for anything that is involved in politics. Most of it stems from a popularity contest. So the 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 nature of the actual uh, legislation or the candidate is lost, and we're just saying, hey, this guy or this girl is popular, so we need to vote for them, especially because it's in line with what people who have looked like me have done for 50, 60, 70 years now. And you go against that, and you, you're, you're in for something, you know, you're in for something, you're in for it whether it's people disowning you or stop talking to you or or just kind of being like, uh, essentially, for lack of a better term, just being an ass to you is is rooted in the fact that you don't agree with what they say, even if they don't even know what it is that they really agree with, if that makes any sense. And I guess I don't, I don't necessarily know how it characterize myself. I guess I kind of fall in the middle. I know that that's cliche. I've said that before. Where if you don't really want to say what it is that you truly believe, you just resort back to the to the idea that you fall in the middle of the political spectrum. But in my case, I I, I genuinely feel as though that's what it is. Where some stuff that I'll agree with from a Republican standpoint or a conservative one, some stuff I'll agree with from a Democratic slash liberal standpoint, and. Uh, my, my, my voting habits, I can't even say habits. Like I said, I'm only 20, so I haven't had much experience in terms of voting, but any time that I vote, I'd like to think that I'm doing it based on what candidate I feel as though delivers best on the things that I, uh, I, I, I hold to a high standard, like issues that I care about. How well do they do at delivering on those or whatever their plan is? Do I believe that it'll be effective in addressing these issues? And if that's the case, then I'll vote for them. Not because, hey, I'm black and I have to vote for this party or I have to vote for this person. Strictly on that basis. I think that that's uh, counterproductive because then it results in people doing what it is that we talked about in the last episode where it's, you know that you have our vote guaranteed and it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter who you are. So you can legit do anything you want or not do anything, which is what a lot of politicians do. They just don't do anything. You can not do anything and still get the vote. So part of my reasoning for wanted to move to the, the the center of the spectrum and just evaluate on a case-by-case basis stems a lot from that. But like I've said, it's not 
popular to do so. And it's not like I just thought of that one day and said, I want to, you know, move to the middle or, you know, or, or I want to go on this side or go on that side. Um, a lot of what I say is rem, uh, like, like, I guess me reminiscing on, uh, situations that have caused me to get to this point. And I guess I'll just use an example. I didn't really get interested in this until high school. And it was my freshman year, I believe. Uh, I had this teacher, and it was a geography teacher. And geography, you're supposed to talk about maps and and just different places around the world. It's not a political class. You can talk about political maps. That's a thing. But... The, the idea of the class isn't to discuss politics. And I've been asked this question a lot from people that I've talked to. is like, how did you get into politics? Or why is it that you believe what you believe? Or why is it that you find yourself on this part of the spectrum as opposed to another? And it all stems from that class in the sense that that's supposed to be a class about maps and, and geography, right? And just where things are on the globe. Yet... 50% of the class was about politics. And this was back in 2015. This is back in 2015. So 2015 going into 2016, which means that at the time it was uh, the, the presidential election was just getting started. And eventually we found out that it was Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump that were going to be the nominees. God help us all especially within the past, ever since then, we've had some like just out of the box people. And then we've had some extremists. We've had crazy people. We've had a lot of people, but those were the two candidates in the class that I was taking. Like I said, it was supposed to be about maps yet 50% of it was the teacher going in on how much he hated a specific candidate, that candidate being Donald Trump. And if you, you don't like Donald Trump, okay, that's that's fine and all. I'd prefer if you said you didn't like him or even Hillary Clinton if you didn't like her and have valid reasons based on their possible performance as president, not just, oh, this is a, a, a mean guy or she's mean or, or, or whatever. I think that's a little bit shallow. It's, it goes much deeper than that, and I don't feel like it's, it's very common for people to say, hey, these are the policies that this individual either has passed or plans on passing, and I'm not okay with it. But regardless, I'm in this class, and this entire, like I said, about 50% of the time, this teacher is just going in on how much he hates him. We're, we're like freaking 14, 15-year-old kids, and he's going ham on how much he hates Donald Trump. And what ends up happening is usually to be expected, especially when you're dealing with kids, is, at least from my perspective, I'm pretty sure a lot of people in that class subscribe to that thought process, but I, I can only speak for me, is that's what I started to do, is without really knowing what was going on, I'm like, oh crap, a presidential election is coming up and we don't like Donald Trump, correct? Okay, now let's move on. But just just leaving it and going home and just talking to some people 
I'm not saying doing that made me like Donald Trump. I'm just saying that it it opened my eyes to be like, hmm, maybe I should look into this before myself because I don't even know if he knows what he's talking about, right? Now you got a class full of, of, of black kids, almost all black kids <laughs> by design were, were, were engineered to vote Democrat, correct? Almost 99% of the time, that's that's going to be the case. But it's not because they're they're so great and, and what it is they're doing is is designed for the black community. It's because they took advantage of a vulnerable time within African-American history and then have milked that ever since. And then throughout the years, black people have engineered other black people into believing in their philosophy. Now, if you believe in their philosophy, that's all good and well. I always caution to understand what it is that their philosophy is before you go to a poll. And, and, and then you have no issue with me. I have no issue with you. But just doing it, just based on the fact that, that I'm black or you're black or whatever the case may be, that is when it becomes problematic. And it's way too common. And that's what was starting to happen with me. I didn't want my first political experience, whether it did, whether I got into politics or not, I didn't want my first experience going to a poll to be determined before I already got there by someone who I don't, who probably doesn't even know what he's talking about. Or maybe he does and he's using it to uh, force his uh, ideas or ideals on other people, as opposed to just throwing it out there and seeing if people pick up, pick up what he's laying down. If they don't, then he just moves on. That wasn't the case. The entire time is, oh my goodness, I hate Donald Trump. I, I hate Donald Trump, this, that, and the third. So I go home and I'm like, yeah, mom, we hate Donald Trump. We, we don't like him. He's just he's just real mean, you know. He, he doesn't need to be the president of the United States. I had no idea what the hell I was talking about. I didn't know what his plans were in terms of policy. I didn't know Hillary Clinton's plans. I didn't I didn't know her husband's history. I didn't know their foundation's history. I didn't know anything other than what my teacher told me and the simple fact that Donald Trump is mean and we shouldn't vote for him, even though we weren't old enough to vote. But it, it's dangerous to do that at such an early age, to shape someone's mind at an early age in regards to political ideologies because they grow up and they 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 kind of get reused in this system. Like I said, if if you look at the black community, the dem, dem the Democratic Party has had the black vote for about like sixty ish years now, and it's not because they're delivering on all cylinders, firing on all cylinders, making the 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 lives of black people better. I'd even say it's on the contrary to that, and that goes for all parties, not just Democrats, but because they've had the black vote. That's who I'm singling out, uh, singling out. Wow, that's who I'm pointing out. Can't even say that word. Lord Jesus help me. But um, but yeah, is is you, you tell these kids to 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 vote for a specific party or whatnot, especially when you're not like their parent or their guardian or whatnot, you're a teacher and you're not even teaching the subject, you're just so stuck in this in this thought process of how much you hate this guy. And it was ironic because he ended up winning. So I, I couldn't imagine being in the room when when he won and, and my teacher is like watching it. But that's really what got it started, where it's like, okay, I need to go home and figure this out for myself. And little did I know that 
like what five years later you know i'd be doing this and having the name the way it is is it is fitting at least considering how i got my start in this how i was introduced to the whole political scene or whatnot and it's really important to do so is because if i had not thought for myself i would have went along with that notion and both candidates had their issues but that's what i didn't realize at that point i'm thinking that hillary clinton must be a saint and donald trump has got to just be the biggest scumbag that that has ever walked the face of the earth and some people think that and that's fine but from the facts and the stuff that i gathered and i know researching and, and stuff is is boring and 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 it's not very flashy and popular but in order to have any credibility in this space regardless if you want if you want to be a politician or you just want to be politically active in any way possible doing research on this stuff is is important it's important as ever now because there's so much out there that is that is used to mis mislead people because for for certain institutions or teachers or news outlets who don't bank on the average person doing research on their own, they use whatever is out there to their advantage to shape how it is that you think. And that's exactly what happened to me. Now, it's probably one of the best things that's ever happened to me because it set me on this path where now I have something that um, uh, I hate so much that I, I want to go in and change it, if that makes any sense. Like I didn't wake up one day and say, hey, I wanna be a politician because it looks like the greatest job in the world. It's probably one of the worst jobs in the world in terms of the stress, in terms of the corruption, and in terms of the fact that you have an entire city or state or country that relies on you. You know, it's it, it's a it's, it seems like a very daunting task, but because of uh, of all the 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 issues within that space, it's gotten me to the point where I can't stand it so much that I want to go into it and I guess fix it. And, and that's what has led me to today, but it would have never, it would have never started if it had not been for that class where this guy is just going in on how much he hates this candidate. And then I subscribe to it. But then I say, I, I take two seconds, like I said, after talking to people and say, Hey, let me just go figure out if this is valid or not. You know, let me go see if this is real. So I, I started to nerd out. I went and and watched all the debates that they had, and I, did, I probably like took notes on on some of them or whatnot. But I went back, I watched all the debates, um, the ones for the Republicans when Trump wasn't the nominee yet, and the ones for the Democrats when Hillary wasn't the nominee yet. And then I watched all the ones all the way through, leading up to the actual election itself, which is Hillary and Trump, and. It was it was honestly quite eye opening in the sense that wow there's so much more that goes on than just this candidate is bad and then this one is good and like I said to do that you have to go in there and you have to do the things that aren't necessarily fun because that took a very long time those debates last anywhere from like an hour and a half to maybe two three hours depending on the uh, on the the topics at hand, so that took a very, very, very long time, but it was necessary, simply because now I'm in a in a position where, regardless of who I vote for, I can be confident that it's not because I was influenced by a teacher or 
or a colleague or a peer or somebody who most likely hasn't done the research themselves. And that's not trying to assume the worst of them, but generally people won't do the research. Politics is a popularity contest. If you, if you recall back in, I want to say 2018, back in 2018, I think it might've been the Oscars or some fancy award show. I don't really watch them. So um, I couldn't tell you, it might've been the Oscars or the Emmys or something like that. But it was back in 2018 and Oprah gave some speech and, and everyone started cheering and, and, and losing their minds because it was like the greatest thing ever or something like that. But she gave this speech and then people started chattering. And then the next day or like the next day, over the course of the next few days after that speech, people were suggesting that she run against Donald Trump in the 2020 election. So when I saw that, I'm like, okay, this is definitely just a uh, like a popularity contest at the moment. They even didn't like... Um, like um like those those polls to show like your approval ratings at the time and Oprah blew Trump out of the water but it had nothing to do with her potential policy that she planned on passing or or anything like that it just simply had to do with the fact that she was more popular than Trump at the time people liked her more maybe they liked her personality more or she was like funny i don't know like stuff, like stuff you'll see in like someone's Tinder profile. Like, like what? How are they as a person, as opposed to what policies will they pass, or or anything like that? And I'm not saying that their personality doesn't matter, and that their temperament doesn't matter. But at least from my perspective, their policy is what I I, I go off of. Because you might not be the most pleasant guy or woman to like have dinner with, or like go to lunch with or something like that. But if you can do a hell of a job running this country, you've got my vote. It's as simple as that. And after, like I said, after she gave that speech, people just started like chattering about how she should run for president against him. And I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm like, on what basis would she run for president? Now she's rich, one of the richest people in the world. She can easily get some people around her and, 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 make a run for it and whatnot. But to do that in two years is insane. It's not impossible, but it's insane. And it and it just further proves how much of the political scene is based on popularity, not based on policy. It's, po- it's popularity over policy in this day. And it, it's probably been that case for almost the, the, the life cycle of this whole country, but it's more prevalent nowadays. Where, like I said, we have access to so much so quickly. So you have so much information at your disposal. It doesn't take but two seconds for you to see a headline of how Donald Trump is 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 you know so mean and and or, or this candidate is so mean and this other candidate is just so nice. Even though it has nothing to do with their policy. Now, the 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 question that I asked myself whenever that happened, yeah, okay, it's based on popularity but does anyone like question if she does run what her policy baseline would be and i know what people would say where it's like well where's trump's political experience 
It's actually ironic because Oprah interviewed Trump in like the 80s or 90s or something like that and asked him if he wanted to run for president. And it's so funny because so many people wanted Trump to run for president before he actually ran for president. And like he, he was asked it in many interviews. He's been on like talk shows with a lot of black people as well. And they're like talking about it and asking him about it. And then he finally runs and people hate him so much. It was probably one of the funniest things to, to, to ever happen. But the one thing that I can give him, he, he might not have the, the typical, you know, political experience, like the, the, the more general political experience that you'll see from someone who went to like law school or like has a political science degree. But on the basis of like business and whatnot, I will give him that. Oprah, I guess you could say she's a business, a businesswoman. Her main thing though is, um, is, you know, like, like being like an entertainer in a sense. And yeah, Trump has had his things too. And this is not a, a segment to defend Trump on, on his political, uh, like readiness against Oprah's. It's just trying to give him the benefit of the doubt as to not make his job a living hell because he's the president of the United States, or at least was. I, I try to do that for him, even though it's not popular. I'm trying to do it for Joe Biden, and even though that would be popular. <laughs> but that's the only that's the only real leg I can I can give him. But the one thing that I will, the other thing that I will give him is how out of the box he was. Now, I know that that's not going to be something that people want to replicate because most people did not like Donald Trump. And I I, under, I understand why they might not have liked him. Uh, but now the reality is that we're back to quote-unquote normal. That was the, the, the big story, the big headlines after Trump lost, is that we're back to normal. Now you have a normal politician, correct? I'm not a fan of that at all. Now, somebody far out who who hasn't dived into politics at all, I don't necessarily know if I'm a fan of that either. I guess you have to find a a, a, a middle point that you can a, a, agree on to be able to let somebody like that run the country. But the point is, is that, like I said, it's real. It's really just based on on popularity and that's another reason why i had to do the research for myself because i'm like running a country is a real serious thing it's not something to play around with like you have people's lives that you have to look out for and from my perspective i value my life a lot so that the person that i want in office i don't want them toying around with it in regards to my finances you have the ability to send us to war. You got freaking you, you. You have so much in your in your hands. Now you're not all powerful. It's the great thing about this country is that the branches of government check each other. So that doesn't, you know, uh, deem you all powerful. But you still have power regardless, and you you have the ability to do things that affect my life as well as everyone else's. So I don't want you to be in there just because. I think that you're nice or or that you're popular at the time or whatever. I want you in there because you have real good policies or at least a real good plan. Now, in terms of specifics, I'm not going to get into them in this episode with like Trump's policies and, and Hillary's policies. 
and even Biden's policies. I'm gonna definitely do that for a, a, an episode because there's a lot of, uh, like I said, there's a lot of people who think a certain way about all three of those candidates, but aren't privy to what it is that they actually passed or what they planned on passing, or whatever it is that they passed when they were like in in different areas of government, not just the president itself. Uh, like Hillary Clinton, she was a senator. Uh, Trump has been involved in, in, you know, in politics and different political campaigns over the course of his career in terms of like funding them and whatnot. And then Biden was obviously in in Congress for a thousand years, and then was the vice president, and now is the president. So I definitely want to do that down the line. But the point of this is that it is it, it simply put is it's important to 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 do the research to do the boring reading of the the article to 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 watch debate to do something because as as time goes on we're going to probably get a lot more out the box people who 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 run this country and what 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 we have to decide is do we want to move in that direction where we we want something new or do we want the the same old same old cuz the past four years, it was something new. Some people liked it, some people didn't, but it was out the box. It was unorthodox. Now, for the next four years, we have the same old stuff that we've had forever. Some people like it, some people don't. But really understanding why it is that you like it or you don't like it is important, and it shouldn't be on the basis of 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 race or or. Like um or like recency bias or, or or whatever the case may be, where you you like this because it's what you know, but not what's necessarily best for you, if that makes any sense. And it's only possible to know that if you do the research, if you if you think about these things for yourself instead of letting other people influence you to do it or whatnot. Now. If that happens, like I said, it's all about what you do with it. It happened to me, but I decided to take that experience and then go out and, and, and figure out what these issues are, who these candidates are for myself. And it has gotten me to a point where now I don't pledge allegiance to any party. If I could, I'd make my own party, honestly. Maybe when I become a, a oh, I don't I don't even want to say the word because it's so disgusting. Who knows, if I were to become a politician one day, I might just make my own party. But I'm like I said, I'm at a point now where I don't pledge allegiance to one party. I don't. I'll look at them both. I know there's more than one party, but the two uh, the two main ones, the obviously Republicans, Democrats, the two main ideologies, that being conservatism and liberals, conservatives, liberals. I look at those, mainly the parties, and I go after both of them, in my opinion, with the same, I don't know, uh, ferociousness as I do with, with, with anything else, where I don't hold any punches because both parties, they have uh, some good and they have some bad. And that's it's, it's important to acknowledge, but like I said, people are so fixated in, in who it is that they vote for, primarily because of their skin color or or who they're told to vote for. Sometimes it's important to step outside the box, even if it is the unpopular thing to do. And 
like I said, over the course of history, throughout certain periods of time within this country, there have been uh, a few people, and when I say a few, I don't mean literally a few, but in comparison to how many could, there haven't been enough. But there have been a few people who have uh, stepped away from whatever it is that they were uh, taught or whatever was instilled in them or whatever the popular uh, route is. They've stepped away from that and have either chosen to embrace both sides or they've chosen to completely go the other way. Now, the the latter is a lot more uh, prominent. Usually when people, I guess, quote unquote, have their eyes open, they tend to leave the party that they're with or the ideology that they associate themselves with. And then they go to the other one based on whatever it is. And if you want to do that, that's fine. And I don't necessarily have an issue with it, especially if you have information to back that reasoning up. But to be able to do the former, which is to try to stay in the middle without necessarily trying to please everybody by making the decision, but doing it because that is probably the best way to get to a point where people can come together and have different opinions. I think that that's the hardest thing to do, but it's the most important one. Um, but regardless of whatever it is that you do in regards to how you step outside the box, I think it's important that people see it, even if they don't like it. So that might entail that someone has to be a scapegoat. So let's just take me, for example. I'm not, this is a hypothetical. It, it could happen, but I'm, as of now, it's really just a hypothetical. But let's just say that I'm black and I've been taught to vote this way, to think this way, because that's what everyone else who looks like me thinks. And then I get older and I see a different side and then I step outside that box. But then I, I still uh, re- relate any message that I, that I say. I still relay any of those messages to the black community. I'm still a part of the black community. I live in a black community. I'm, you know, I'm involved, but I don't agree with the ideology. If I do that and then, you know, I uh, build a name off of that, off of thinking this way and, and, and voting this way or whatnot, but it's not in tune with what black people as a whole think, I think it's important for them to see that. Not as like, he's right and I'm wrong or vice versa. Or it's just like, hey, that person is just going about it in a, in a different way. Maybe there's something there. Now, if you want to continue to vote the way you do or to believe what you believe, that's fine. I mean, it is what it is. People have that right. But occasionally, it is important for somebody to step outside the box and to ascend to heights that most people can't fathom based off of that. And then for everyone else to see them doing what they're doing with those ideologies or views or whatever they have. And for and for people, like I said, especially if you break it up by skin color, to see that, to be like, it's not wrong to think that. You know, it just seems wrong because it's not what's normal. You know, now there's nothing natural about politics, but in terms of what's normal, doing that isn't. So as a black person, seeing somebody step outside the box 
it's important for me because that shows me that, hey, it's okay. Even if a lot of people don't like it, it's okay. They're still alive. They're still, they, they have a successful life. They're, they're, they're doing what it is that they're doing. It's okay to, to, to think from a, from a different perspective without being, without having fear of persecution because your skin color identifies with something else. And I think that that is extremely important. And that's ultimately the goal of what this is going to be is to stay inside the box as much as possible, but then to also step out of it as much as possible to do both because there's a time and a place for both of them, but not fall into the trap of, uh, of, of I'm stuck thinking this way and that this is what this whole podcast is going to be about is that this is the way to think, especially as a black person. And then that's what we're going to go with. Absolutely not. That's detrimental. Highly detrimental because we talked about in the, in the last episode, there are realities within the black community that are not favorable. Even though we've been thinking a certain way, voting a certain way for 60 plus years, we are still in these situations where we trail other races in various categories, whether it be health, wealth, education, Whatever the case may be, we trail other races significantly. Now, the way that we think, the way that we vote, there's obviously some correlation to that, right? It's not just by, it's not just be, just because we're black that we trail. Nowadays, it's because of the way that we vote, the way that we think. If we're so stuck in one way, like I said, the politicians of the world can take advantage of that. But you step out of the box for just a little bit just to get a different point of view. And now you have a different conversation. But not not enough people do it. And, and maybe the ones who do it go on to do it to the extreme. Or like I said, they completely either abandon or drop the ideology that they were born with. Or that was instilled with them as they grew up and then completely switched. And that's possible. And I'm, and like I said, is I'm not saying there's necessarily anything wrong with that. But to get other people to see a different point of view, that's very hard to tell them that you need to abandon your thought process and then completely switch over to the other side. It's a little bit more manageable if you try your best to find some middle ground within the way you think or the way you vote and then portray that to people. Where it's like you don't completely have to abandon the way that you think, but a slight adjustment or just putting on a different lens, looking at something from a different perspective. That's a little bit more easier to do. It's a little bit more manageable. And we've talked about this before. Doing those small things slowly but surely brings everybody together. But you have to stop for two seconds to even consider that. Most people don't. That's why we end up in, in the situations that we that we end up in. That's why the world is the way it is. We're the only ones here. So we're the ones who screw it up, correct? But if we, we, we find a way to come together to do something, I don't know. But, but I mean, I could just be kidding myself. Drama, you know, it sells. So you, you have all these issues in Washington. You have all these things going on in the world that sells. Saying something as, as corny as, Oh, let's all come together and do this stuff. No, it's not it's not as popular. Now, it's a good thing for me is I don't really care about the former. I'm more on the latter, so I'll just keep saying it 
until something happens. But the, the important thing is, is that it's at least out there. And wherever, you know, whatever, whatever happens based on that, this ideology being out there is what happens. But at least from my perspective, I'm going to do what it is that I can as time goes on to, you know, to fix some issues that are going on in the world as best as I possibly can to talk about them at least, but do it from a perspective that isn't so, so narrow, even though it's not popular to, no, like I said, not to be corny, but to think for yourself. It's not popular to do that. But the, the, the popular thing, the common thing is to get a, an ideology from somebody else on TV or the news and then go with that instead of getting something from this person, that person, and then the third, and then looking at everything that it entails, maybe read an article, maybe watch a video, do something. And then from all those, formulate your own opinion. But what's all too common is that person said that, and then that's true. That's got to be true. Or this person said that, and then this person said that this is how this person is. It has to be true. You know, so it, it's, it's really as simple as that. And I would never be here right now if it wasn't for that geography teacher. So shout out to, I think I, I, I think I got an A in that class too. So <laughs> it all worked out. I got a, I got an A, I got a podcast out of it like five years later. So it was all perfect, but shout out to that teacher because it opened up my eyes. And slowly but surely, if your eyes become open, then you do that for other people as best as you possibly can. Because we're we're, we're lacking that. We're lacking people who 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 think for themselves. Because that's probably the 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 government's worst nightmare is to have a self sufficient society where people do things on their own accord through through information that they've gathered from the research that they've conducted. That, that, that is their worst nightmare because then they slowly but surely lose that, that, that the, the control that they have over people, the control that they have over votes and, 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 and policy and whatever the case may be. They, they, they lose it. Every, every time somebody decides to break from the mold and decides to kind of go on their own route or decides to think in a in an alternative way or just bring some new thought into the way that they already think, slowly but surely breaks down the government to the point where they don't just get to do whatever it is that they want and still hold these positions. With that being said, shout out to that teacher, like I said, because we're here now. I would have never done this if I wasn't in that class. I, I, I'm very confident in, in that. I, I don't know 100%. But I'm very confident that I would not be doing this if it wasn't for for that class. Um, shout out to everybody who's listening to this. Like I said, we're at episode ten, and this is is great. It's fantastic. I'm uh I'm I don't try to use the word proud a lot. I'm um you know I just want to do the work and and get it done and move on to the next. But I'm 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 really proud of this this moment right here and then hopefully we can you know continue to go on and uh yeah fend off the you already know fend off the cancel culture you know just keep doing what we're doing 
and uh, and and we're just gonna go from there. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you would like to continue to hear my voice, not in a weird way, of course, you already know. <laughs> but if you either like what I have to say, you don't like what I have to say, you just like to listen to disagree with me, either way is cool. You can listen to this episode and the rest of the podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere else that you listen to podcasts. There's a few others that I can't think of off the top of my head, but I'll uh, put them in the links in all of the descriptions on any platform that you're on so you can find them there and go listen to them on those platforms also feel free to subscribe it's free takes like two seconds it'll make me very happy and plus it'll let you know whenever it is that we upload a new episode we're on here every tuesday every friday so go ahead subscribe so you can stay in the loop so you know whenever it is that we upload an episode thank you so much for listening i appreciate it like I said, I'll, I'll say this every after every single episode because it's true. Even if it's just one person, I you know, let alone however many are listening to it now and will listen to it in the future. I appreciate it so much. And uh, yeah, that's all. Is that all? Yeah. Yep, that's all. <laughs> that's all I got for you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, yeah, bye.